Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. We thank God for the reading of his word on today. Amen. I don't know about you, but I love to hear the pages on the Bible flip. Amen. Everything else would die out, but that word going to remain. Amen. Colossians 3, beginning at verse 1. If then you were risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm going to read it again. If then you were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You may be seated. I want to talk about having a fixed mind. Having a fixed mind. When we look at that word fixed, it means staying the same, not changing, or able to be changed, fixed and unmovable. Let me say it again. Staying the same, not changing, or able to be changed, fixed and unmovable. We know that the word of God say a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And we know that you can have two minds. You can be double-minded. You can have a mind for Christ, and then you can have a mind for the flesh. You can be double-minded. So we want to make sure that our mind is fixed. We want to make sure it's unmovable. We want to make sure that it's unchanging. And some people will say, that's impossible. No, it's not. Because we got some people, I believe even in this room, that have their mind fixed because that's called stubbornness when you don't want to listen and be obedient When someone is asking you to do something, your mind is so fixed on what you want to do that you not moved. You unchanged. I know what I'm talking about. So don't tell me that's impossible because it's not. All things are possible to those who believe, right? So what I want to talk about is having a fixed mind. And the Lord, um, when I was looking in the book of um, Colossians, I'm going to give you some scriptures before I go back to that scripture when we look at having a fixed mind. In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, I'm just going to break it down. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. To be steadfast and unmovable, it means not to be moved from his place unmoved, firm, persistent. I'm going to say it again. 
To be steadfast and movable means not to move from its place, unmoved, persistent, firm. So when you steadfast and what you're doing for the Lord, you're not going to be moved by what's going on around you. Because if your heart is set on the things of, the, of God, you're not going to let people move you because of how they look, because of how they feel, because of how they treat you. You're going to keep doing what the Lord has called you to do. So you're going to be steadfast in it. You're going to be persistent. You're going to be firm. You're not going to be moved. You, you don't want to be moved by your circumstances. And the one that helps you with that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you what you need through the word of God to keep you steadfast, to keep you unmovable. It takes the word of God for you to be firm, for you to be persistent, for you not to change just because things are changing around you. Every day things are changing. We're hearing different things that are happening in the world. And when we hear those things, we're being moved. We're not being persistent. We're not standing firm. And the reason why is because our mind is not fixed on the things of God. When you got your mind fixed on the things of God, that means you're not going to move. That means you're not going to change. That means you're going to be unmovable regardless of what's going on in this world. That shouldn't change who you are now that you're in Christ. The more you know who you are and whom you belong to, you will not change. You will remain the same. Let me say, you will be shaken, but you are going to be unmovable. You will be shaken, but you're going to be unmovable. Because you know who you are and the Holy Spirit is going to remind you of who you are now that you're in Christ. Say, neighbor, are you persistent? Are you firm? Are you unmovable in the things of God? Say, come on, tell the truth. Come on, ask your neighbor again. Say, neighbor, are you firm? Are you persistent? Are you unmovable? In the things of God. Come on, let's just think about that for a few minutes. Because some of us have been movable this morning. Some of us have changed direction or tried to change direction with coming into the house of God. But you're here. Amen. You became persistent. You became firm. And you said, I'm going into the house of God today. If I'm a little late, I'm late, but I'm going to be there. Come on, you being firm and persistent and then somebody calling you trying to stop you from getting here. But you said, I'm going into the house of the Lord today. It reminds me of um, Apostle Cross and when she had the jobs, when they would tell her she had to work on Sundays and she said, I don't do Sundays. She was persistent. She was firm. She was unmovable, but yet respectful on her job. And guess what? She don't do Sundays. See, when you get in a place with God and you yearn for the things of God, God know your heart. Some people say that they don't want to work on Sundays, but when people call them, they're ready to go on Sundays. But when your heart is yearning and yielding for the things of God, God will turn whoever heart towards you and say, I'm going to give you Sundays off. Because you being persistent, you being firm in what you believe. Come on, the world have their beliefs. And whatever they believe, they're persistent on what they believe. We need to be persistent when it comes to the things of God. If God's word said it, that's it. 
His word is the final authority. No matter what's going on around us, if God said it, God meant what he said, and we're going to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. And know that your labor of love is not in vain because you're doing it unto the Lord. Then there's another scripture that says this. When we look back in Colossians, the first chapter, verse 23, listen at this. This will happen if you continue strong, grounded, established, and sure, firm, steadfast in your faith. This is what Paul is telling them. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. He said, this will happen if you continue strong, grounded, established, and sure, firm, steadfast in your faith. You must not be moved, shift, drift away from the hope brought to you by, founded in the good news, the gospel that you heard. That same gospel has been told, preached, proclaimed to everyone, every creature in the world. And I, Paul, helped in preaching it. So when you hear the gospel, when you hear the good news concerning the kingdom, he said, this will happen if you continue Strong, grounded, established, and sure, and firm, and steadfast in your faith. You must not be moved. We cannot be moved through circumstances. We want to be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. So when the Lord began to give me this, sometimes we have to check ourselves and say, God, am I steadfast? Am I firm? Am I establishing what I believe? And see, if you're steadfast and and you're firm and you establish, people are going to see manifestation in your life. They're going to see that you're not moved by what's going on around you. Because if you trust God, God's going to show you how to get through it. He's going to show you how to go around it, even in the midst of adversity. So he had me to go back through Colossians. And this is the first thing that God mentioned to me. Before we get to the the Colossians 3, 1 1 through 3, the first thing he showed me, he said, when you look at the book of Colossians, Paul was encouraging them because it was people coming in trying to turn them away from the gospel, from what they have heard. How many people come around you trying to turn you away from what you believe because of the circumstances that's happening around you? So this is the first thing that we have to know to have our mind fixed. When you look at Colossians 1.13, it says, Who have delivered us from the power of darkness? Who have delivered us from the power of darkness? That means it's already done. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? So he delivered. What does that mean? He rescued us from the power of darkness. From the authority, the power of darkness that had rule over us. Jesus rescued us. Did y'all know you could not rescue yourself? The Bible said that he delivered us. He rescued us. So how is that helping you to have a steadfast mind? Because when the devil tried to come in, you have to remind yourself on what you believe. You have to fix your mind on what you believe. I have been delivered. From the power of darkness. I have been translated. Translated means to move from one place to another. So I have moved out of the power of darkness into the kingdom 
of God. So you got to remind yourself when anyone moved from a location, I'm using Apostle Allison Cross again. When she moved from Michigan and went to Cary, she was no longer in Michigan. So that means her life was no longer based on Michigan. It was based on Cary, right? Because when the Lord told her to move from one place to another, she had to forget where she was and she had to move forward to where God was taking her. So everything had to change according to Carrie, not according to Michigan. She could not have a Michigan address. The address changed. The location changed. Her license changed. Everything began to change to represent where she was going. Come on, somebody. And then when the Lord told her to move again from Cary to Jacksonville, North Carolina, everything had to change again. It could not, y'all better grab hold of this, it could not remain the same. So she had to center her mindset on where she is now. She couldn't live according to Cary. She couldn't go pay her taxes in Cary. She couldn't leave her address in Cary. She had to have the address of where she is now. What is your address? Whom do you belong to? If he has delivered you, if he has saved you, he has rescued you from the kingdom of darkness, from the power of darkness, and he has translated you, he has moved you into the kingdom of his dear son, then why are you still operating in darkness when you've been moved to another location where there is light and life? Ask your neighbor. Say, neighbor, why are you living in darkness when that is not your address? Come on, ask them again. Say, neighbor, why are you living in darkness, associating with darkness, and that's not your address? You've been translated. You've been moved to another location. So come out of darkness into the marvelous light. Come on, this is a mindset that's fixed. Come on, when darkness try to enter your life, you say, ah, I don't live there no more. I've been translated. I moved to another address, and darkness don't have no part over me. That's what you're supposed to be saying, and that's what you're supposed to be doing. You don't supposed to let darkness have dominion over you. Who has delivered us? Who delivered you? From the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That's how our mind's supposed to be fixed for the kingdom. We're in the kingdom of God. We're not in the kingdom of darkness. So why are you living like you in darkness instead of living like you in light? It's because your mindset has not changed. Even though your spirit which is the new you have changed, that mindset has to be changed to connect to who you are now that you're in Christ. I want to ask y'all a question. How many got um, sockets in your house? Everybody? You got sockets in your house. 
What do you use those sockets for? Power. You use it to plug things in, right? So if you don't plug things into that socket, you don't make no connection. I'm going to say it again. If you don't plug things into that socket, you're not going to make a connection. How many of us, when your light won't come on, if you got a, a table lamp or something and it won't come on, and you just clicking it and clicking it and clicking it, the first thing you're going to do, you're going to look down and see if it's... And then if you know that it's plugged up, you're going to say, well, it's plugged up, but ain't no connection coming through. So something is stopping this lamp from giving light, even though it's plugged up. So you want to identify, y'all, y'all know where I'm going. You want to identify what the problem is. Ain't that right, Aunt Shirley? You're going to identify, you're going to say, come on now, it's something not right in here. My light's supposed to come on. And then you're going to say, I paid my light bill. All these other lights on, but this light just won't come on. So you got to say, what's causing? You got to get to the root of that thing, right? So I'm going somewhere. So if you were rescued, delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son, if something is not functioning in your life like the kingdom, then you need to get to the root of what's happening where the kingdom is not manifesting itself. There's nothing wrong with the kingdom. It's something wrong with that mind. Because in you, in your spirit, God has given you everything that you need. The devil cannot touch your spirit. It is your mind that he's messing with. If he messes with your mind, he's controlling your body. Your mind control your body. So that's the first thing you got to understand. You've been translated. You've been moved into the kingdom of God. So why are we acting like the kingdom of darkness? See, something is off there. We got to check our mind. We got to get our mind fixed on where we were translated to, where we moved to. I'm pretty sure when Apostle made that move, everything seemed different to her from the way it was in Carrie. But once she started going through the different areas in Jacksonville, North Carolina, she got familiar with it, and now it's a breeze to her. But if I come to Jacksonville, it's not a breeze to me because that's not where I live. So I'm going to have to get familiar with it, and the way I get familiar with it, I'm going to have to constantly go, 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 go for me to get familiar so I can tell you about how to turn this way or turn that way, right? Whatever you get familiar with, it becomes a part of you. And nobody can take that away from you. If somebody tell you to turn left, you say, no, I got to turn right. Because I know which way I'm going. Y'all act like y'all don't know. Some of you ain't got familiar with Virgo yet. And it's a small town. Small town. I have to pick on my daughter. It brings this to mind. Stayed in Burger all her life. But when we ride around in Burger, she was in the books. She was either reading or doing something. So when we tell her to go places, she's like, where's that? I said, girl, small as this area is, you don't know where to go. So I remember she went on a trip, and the lady was telling her, asking her, how do I get to your house? <laughs> she took her to the church. <laughs> is that true, honey? She took her to the church. <laughs> I'm helping y'all out here. 
Some of y'all are just like that. At least you recognize this is her home. Because <laughs> this is where she was all the time. Now, Jolly Green Giant, that would have been different. He probably would have been all over the place. <laughs> That's Jolly Green Giant. There's a difference. So what am I saying? I want to ask you, what are you familiar with? What have you come in tune with more than the kingdom? Y'all know. Y'all know. Some things you can spit out. I'm going to leave my mic alone, honey. I'm getting it right. Some things you can spit out. Some things you can just do because it has become so much a part of you that it's not hard for you to do. But other people may not be able to do it because they have not been where you have been, right? So we have to make sure that our mind is fixed on the kingdom where we was translated what? To. Then there's another thing. In Colossians 1.14 it says, In whom we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of sin. So our mind have to be on, we have been redeemed, we have been purchased by the blood of Jesus, and all of our sins have been forgiven past, present, and future. So when Satan want to remind us, you're not forgiven for that. You'll never be forgiven for that. We have to have a mindset of, I have been forgiven because Jesus paid the price for my redemption through his blood. So I am forgiven for past, present, and future sins. Even though I mess up, I am still forgiven. So when we know these things, see, that's having your mind fixed on, I have been redeemed. I have been bought with the price. I have been purchased by the blood of Jesus. I have been forgiven. So when anybody want to condemn you with your past, when you know, when your mind is fixed on that I've been forgiven because the price has been paid through Jesus Christ, through the shedding of his blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And my Savior shed too much blood for me to feel guilty, for me to feel wrong, for me to feel condemned. So see, my mind got to be fixed on what he done and not on how I feel. Is your mind fixed on what he done or on what you can do? Where is your mindset? Is your mind fixed on someone or something more than you fixed on him? Because the thing that you have your mind fixed on, that's what you're going to stick to. That's what you're going to be attracted to when trouble comes. That's what you're going to go to. But the more you keep your mind fixed on him and the things that he has done for you, you won't be moved. Come on, you won't be moved by your finances. You'll be shaken, but you're not going to be moved because you know that the God that you serve and the kingdom that you've been translated into, he told you, I'm going to supply all of your needs according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He said, I am your shepherd. You shall not lack or you shall not want in any area. So God is going to remind you of where you're from. But he's reminding you through what you have put in you. You got to put the word of God in you. Y'all know how I use Kim, Kim LaCosta. When she make her appointment for her clients, 
She put it in her book. Why do you put it in your book? To remind you, right? That you got an appointment on that day. So if somebody call you and want to make an appointment on that day, when you look in your appointment book, you say, no, that's already booked, right? So you don't give nobody that person's appointment, right? So that's just how it is, Kimberly, with the word of God. When your mind is set on the things of God, when the devil want to come in there and try to mess with your mind, you need to let him know my mind is booked. On Psalms 23, 1, it says that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want and I shall not lack in any area. I already made that appointment and that appointment cannot be. God don't change. But we do. Because we think we know more than God. We think that we can work it out better than the, oh, I I hear it. I hear it. You know how I know God is speaking in this room? Because you're still trying to work things out undercover. You're still trying to fix something God told you to leave alone. God talking to somebody in this room. You're still trying to make it better when he's telling you to leave it alone. When he tells you to leave it alone, that's what he means. He's telling you, take your hands out of it. Uh Uh-oh, it's too quiet in this room. Then when we look at Colossians 121, quit trying to find a place I hear the Spirit of the Lord say. I already have a place for you. Quit trying to make it work when I already made it work through my son. Colossians 121 says, and you who was once who once were alienated and enemies in your mind. Y'all hear that? And you who was once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled. What is he saying about alienated? That means before we were born again, we were separated. We were estranged in our mind from him. We were enemies in our mind through wicked works. So I want to give you a little nugget. Before you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all of our thinking was toe up from the floor up. Toe up. Because we served the kingdom of darkness. We were molded, we were taught about darkness. That was our father. He was. But when we got born again, the thing is, if you don't renew your mind, you still got some wickedness in your mind. Even though you're saved and born again, the only thing changed was your spirit. Now it's time to get the garbage out. And if you're not in the word to get the garbage out, even though you said that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're still going on your old way of living, your old way of being. So this is why your mind got to be fixed on the things of the kingdom. It got to be unmovable, unshakable, you got to be always abounding in the works of the Lord. You got to be firm. You got to be persistent. You cannot do it without the word. You cannot do it without the renewing of your mind. Some of us think, I'm saved, I'm missing hell, but who want to live here on this earth and not get the Zoe life that God has given us? I don't want to just miss hell. 
I want to live this abundant life on earth that God has given me through the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want to live that life. I want them to see God in me and through me. So this is why we have to get our mind renewed. Y'all know what the word of God said? Be not conformed. Shape, molded into the pattern of this world. Come on, y'all. Don't be conformed. Don't be shaped, molded into the pattern of this world. But the Bible says, but be ye transformed. That means changed. How are you going to be changed? By the renewing. Renewing to make new. Your mind got to be made new. Your spirit has been changed. That's your new identity in your spirit. But your mind has not changed. Every day your mind got to be renewed according to the kingdom that you have been translated into. So if you don't go into the word of God, you're not going to be able to prove and know what the good and acceptable will of God is for your life. Some of us have gone for years without getting into this good book. Born again folk. This is why you going through with so much offense, so much hate, so much ridicule, so much rejection, because you ain't taking time out to renew your mind. So you can connect to the power source so your body can follow who you are in the spirit, not who you were in the flesh. So if we don't do these things, people are not going to see change in our lives. This is why every day we should want correction. We want the word. That's what the word does. It corrects you. It rebukes you. It chastises you. Come on, I want the word to do all that to me. When I'm thinking that I'm going the right way and the Holy Spirit reminds me of what the word of God is saying, there's supposed to be a change. That's why we have the Holy Spirit as our God. He leads us. He guides us into all truth. He brings the word back to our remembrance. He's our comforter. He's our teacher. He's the one that walks alongside of us and reminds us of what Jesus is saying unto us or have said. It takes the word, y'all. So we have to understand this is what Jesus did. When Jesus came in on the same, which was the word. Jesus is the word. The first thing that Jesus said in Matthew 4, 17, he said, from that time, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent. When we look at that word repent, this is what Jesus was saying, to change one mind for better, hardly to amend one of one's past sins. So he's changing. He said, your mind got to be changed now. For the better. Why? Because their mind was fixed on wickedness. So when Jesus brought the kingdom in, the the repentance saying, repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Have a change of mind because the kingdom of God has come near you. When the kingdom of God comes near someone and the kingdom of God is preached, guess what it's doing? It's transforming. It's changing their mind to the point of they want to turn From what they're doing to God. So there has to be a change in the mind. So the word of God has to come for change. 
If you're not giving people the word of God, you cannot expect change. What are you giving people? What are you preaching to people? What are you saying to people? Are you preaching darkness? Are you preaching light? So we got to talk about where we're from. We got to talk about the kingdom and we cannot talk about the kingdom if we haven't gotten to know the kingdom. When you get born again, you got to get to know the king, which is God, which has dominion, authority and right over his kingdom. He rule and reign, but he has given us the keys. You got to know your benefits now that you're in the kingdom. So when things come up, your mind is set. Your mind is not being moved on things that are around you. I don't know about you. Through things in my life, I have been shaken. But through being in the word of God, I have been brought back to where I'm supposed to be. Come on, sometimes we do fall away. Fall away from the things of God. And the reason why we fall away is because we haven't gotten into that word and allowed the word to get into us. Y'all, this is no game. This is no game. I'm telling you, when I watch, it's this television show that I watch and it's this man that get numbers out of a machine. Y'all probably seen it, person of interest. Get numbers out of a machine and the numbers he get out of the machine, he help these people. He don't know what they're in or what they're doing, but they want to help people. They want to help them to live. They don't want them to get killed. So they have to follow that person. They have to watch that person, right, apostle? To see what they up to to figure out, okay, are they the killer? Or are they the one that we need to protect or do we need to protect people from them, right? So they watch them. They get to know about them. The first thing that they do is identify that person. Where they live, where they've been, what they do, how they do. They make their identity. So at the end of the day, they do save that person. But their mind is made up that they're going to do what? Apostle. And save them. And save them. Who did that sound like to you? Jesus. Jesus died for us. So we can live for God. Isn't that awesome? So when you get to know, first of all, what Jesus did, it will stop you from doing what you want to do. And this is how I know if people are really deep when it comes to the word or have been in the word. They ain't going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Eventually, that's going to drop off. And I know I know what I'm talking about. Your hate from somebody, when you get in the word and you know God's love, your enemy is going to be loved by you instead of hated. Because you're going to read in that word long enough, bless those who curse you, love those who hate you, pray for those who despitefully use you. How do I know? Because I have been in situations. My first test was when I had people on the job hating me. I did them no wrong, but they hated me. They wanted to see me fall. But through it all, each time I wanted to hate them, that scripture would come back and hit me. When I didn't want to give to them, that scripture would come back and hit me. And I'm saying, I ain't giving them nothing. They done me wrong. Why should I help him? Why should I help them? They were only asking me, can you give $2? And in my mind, I'm saying, you took more than $2 from me. And you think I'm going to give that man my money and he's sitting in my position? That's in my mind. 
Now, as soon as I got through with that carnally mind thinking, the Holy Spirit stepped in with the scripture. Bless those who curse you. Love those who hate you. And pray for those who despitefully use you. Y'all, I'm digging in my pocketbook for all the change I can get. And I'm pulling it out and say, here you go. Oh, come on. That was kingdom. Do anybody know what I'm talking about? Because some of you are still saying you ain't getting a dime. In church. You don't even want to pay your tithes. And get mad at me and quit paying tithes. Come on, you agreeing with me when I say you know what I'm talking about, huh? It's in church. Some of you skimming off of God because you ain't like something I said. Hateful. Oh, I call it. Because I'm called to root up and tell somebody right now, they mad. Don't bite too hard, you're going to bite your tongue. Skimming. I give them this, but I ain't giving them that. They don't need nothing. You ain't taking away from me. Because I found out that God is my supplier. I found that out. I found that out, y'all. Through searching the word. When the money started acting a little funny. Through searching the word, I found out that he was my supplier. And the more I found out he was my supplier, I was getting higher and higher every day. Come on, I was getting high off the Holy Ghost. And the more I got high off the Holy Ghost, come on, I began to say, Oh God, you have blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places through Christ Jesus. I have abundance and I have no lack. God, you know what I'm in the need of, God, even before I ask. Y'all better know. Y'all better know these things. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just. So no matter what you try to do to me, my father, which are in heaven, has supplied all of my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So no matter what you want to hold back, God always have a ram in the bush, y'all. You keep on skimming. Oh, okay. (laughs) It reminds me of this. Apostle know what I'm talking about. When they would go out looking for a person, he would have something in his ear to hear from the boss. And they'd be talking with each other. So while I'm up here on this pulpit, I'm hearing from the boss. I'm hearing what he got to say, and I'm relaying it to you. And people with offense is hearing, but yet not hearing, because you don't want to hear. Because you got some blockers in your way. Your blocker is jealousy. But I'm going to tell you how you get rid of that jealousy is, is love. When you know the love of God, you're not jealous because somebody has something that you want to have. See, you see the glory, but you don't know our story. See, you see everything, but you don't know. I live off of give us this day our daily bread. Come on, y'all. See, everybody know that Lord's Prayer. Thing is, knowing and living two different things. Hallelujah. 
People quote stuff so much, but don't live what they quote. So we talking about skimming, <laughs> skimming. And the, and the Holy Spirit was bringing this to my remembrance. So let me break it down a little skimming. <laughs> skimming mean I'm giving this much every time I get paid. But when something get higher, I'm going to take from God so I can pay that. Skimming. Light bill went up this month. So I'm going to skim over here with the ties, take from the ties so I can pay my light bill. Hmm. Skimming. Skimming. They ain't going to know. Don't worry about me. God knows. You don't have to worry about me. Because I don't know what you make. But I know you make more than a dollar. Hello, somebody. Oh, I know. The woman gave the little mite. Come on, don't you play that card either. I'm still talking about having your mind fixed, and I'm not trying to get your money. Because if I was trying to get your money, I'd be checked at the door with your pay stub like everybody else. But we don't work like that. We tell you to give from your heart, but I understand when your heart ain't right, you ain't going to get right anyway. I done been there and done done that. Done made up my mind before I went to church that this is all you get in a day. But the more I got to know my Lord and Savior, even though I couldn't give what I wanted to give, I looked around my house and said, what's in here that I can give? Because my heart began to change because I was in the word of God and the word of God brought change. I didn't look at how somebody was living. I didn't look at what somebody was wearing or what they was driving. Come on, somebody. Some people look at what you have and they determine on what they're going to give. smile <laughs> don't you skim on God God didn't skim on you know what matter of fact as I recall Jesus gave his whole body he didn't give one limb wait a minute his whole body was on the cross was it not Miss Najina was it not he didn't just say, he said wait a minute I ain't giving all of me for them crooked, perverse people. He said, just take a finger. That should be good. Let that finger shed a little bit of blood. That's all I'm giving. Because they too perverse, they too tore up. He gave all of him. God said, I want all of you. I don't want just part of you. But I want you to trust me with everything you got. And I think, no, I believe that me and my husband trusted him. With every, we had to make up our minds. Y'all, y'all don't understand. See, some of y'all, I got to get your mind renewed and changed according to the kingdom. When you lay down your life for the kingdom, that means it's not about you no more. It's about what God wants for you. So when we lay down our life, the first thing is I had to make up my mind when God called me to this. I'm still talking about being fixed. Being unremovable. See, when you're in a high up position, you think that position can carry you. 
Because the higher you go, the more the money come. And the money look good. So you're happy because the money looks good and everything looks good. So God was raising me up to show me it ain't about the money. You need money to live, but you don't depend on the money. I want you to depend on me. So when I got demoted, y'all, and God had the audacity to tell me, even when they demoted me to go back into a place that didn't like me, that wanted to uh, crucify me, but God said, trust me. I trusted God, y'all. He let me stay in that place until I can get emptied out of me. Because sometimes we think we okay. But God will begin to show you things that show up and show out when things begin to change in your life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? He began to show me control. He began to show me jealousy. He began to show me hate. He began to show me backbiting. He began to show me things that I didn't even realize that I had. But when he began to show them to me, he didn't show them to me just to show them to me. He said, get rid of them. So I had to get rid of things that was holding me from where God was carrying me. So then God is telling me, he said, I want you to leave the job. Wait a minute now. Okay, God, you want me to leave the job. They done demoted me. My money has done decreased. You telling me to leave the job. And this is so funny. Jennifer is my witness. I was still having church, but money wasn't coming through the church like that. So God was showing me. I don't want you to depend on people. She's my witness. And I believe Evangelist Newton is my witness. We weren't even taking up tithes where we were evangelists at first. In the beginning, I wasn't even, I think, did you ask me about the tithe? She asked me about the tithe. I wasn't even worried about people. Me, Jennifer, and my husband was taking out money, putting it in there, not asking people about no tithe. Who does that? See, if you want to know about me, ask me. Don't just assume because you see what I drive. You see what I wear. You see where I live. Come on, don't assume me. Come on and ask me and I'll tell you about the kingdom. And even though I tell you about the kingdom, you wouldn't believe it because you would still say, you cannot tell me. Oh, yes, I can. Oh, yes, I can. So through all of that, God is telling me, come off the job. I heard him. But I was waiting till a better day. How, how many know a better day? Better day mean, I need to go back up higher, Lord. Then I think about leaving the job, Lord. He said, I want you to leave the job. But that, he told me two years before I left the job, every day, I would say, you know what, y'all? I'm not going to be here on this job. Sit down, Amanda. Shut up. You're going to be right here with us. I said, okay. I still would decree and declare, I'm not going to be here. God taking me off this job. And then they saw the favor God was giving me on the job outside of them. He would give me, yo, this is so funny. I went in there with no sick time, no vacation time, and I'm going to tell my boss I only want to work four days a week. Who does that? Who? I'm just following kingdom. And he gave me four days a week. The other girl been asking, wouldn't give it to her. So I had that day off, Friday's off. Ain't God good? So everything that I asked for, God gave me favor. Come on, 
even though I got demoted, my money decreased, I was still getting favor. I was still menacing the people on the job. Still doing kingdom business. Y'all better understand what I'm talking about. Because some of y'all are still depending upon getting more, getting more, getting more. God say, I give you more and you still don't give me more. Mm. I know I'm, thank you, Holy Ghost. I don't hold back. Mm -mm. Because you shall know the truth. And the truth shall, uh, see, I'm doing this fixed mind thing. See, our minds had to be set. So the day the Lord told me to put in my resignation. Now, these people on this job would not promote me. They demoted me. But why, when they demoted me, everything I did was so good that they wanted to keep me there. Because whatever God put in my hands, no matter how bad they did me, God is going to get the glory through me. No matter what they gave me, Jennifer, no refunds were sky high. I was turning in refunds so much they couldn't pay them. Is that true? We ain't got the money to pay them. Stacks of them. Come on, I'm working for the kingdom. See, I didn't look at what they did to me. I did what I needed to do so God could get the glory. So when I turned in my resignation and I sat with the man, he called me in his office. He said, Amanda, he said, uh, what can we do to get you to stay? He said, whatever job you want, tell me, I'll give it to you. I sat there and he said, I'll give you more money. I looked at him and I said, you don't have to give me anything. Because I'm leaving. Oh, my mind was set. My mind was set. Didn't have the salary. Didn't have, y'all, check this out. No vacation time left. No sick time left. And talking about benefits, none of that either. Y'all talking about a 401k? None of that. So I left with nothing but a word from the Lord. Some of y'all, with a mindset in the natural, is saying, you are a fool for Jesus. Because I believed him more than I believed in what I used to have. And y'all tell me that I'm taken? Huh? That I took? No, I gave. I gave my life for you so you can get what you need so you can go out and do what you need to do for the kingdom. So when you're ready to quit a job totally and completely and totally depend on Jesus, talk to me. Talk to me. Y'all talk to me. Some of you say, well, I ain't on no job, but are you getting a check? Every month. Come on, somebody. My check was cut off. Only thing I had was a word from the Lord. My mind was set. And this is no lie. The moment I quit, God started bringing more. God started, and you telling me you whining because this is due and that is due. Do you know you've been translated into the kingdom of God? Did you know that you a citizen of the kingdom and God ain't going to forsake his citizens. 
Because if you go in by what he says, if you're doing what the word said, the Bible tells me if you give, it shall be given back unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaken together, running over, given unto who? To you. Why? Because you gave and you worrying about giving something when the word is telling you what. Ask your neighbor, say, you lost your mind. (laughs) Say, have you lost your mind? You skimming off the kingdom, but you're paying the world. I need to ask, has anybody lost their mind? (laughs) Pass it down, pass it down. Look at Sister Nisei, have you lost your mind? Pass it to your husband. Pass it on through the whole church. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's tell the truth. We're giving into the world, but we won't give into the kingdom, and we're kingdom citizens. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Is something wrong? Is something wrong? Am I the only one that's... Am I the only one that see it? Is something wrong? Is something wrong? Come on, do anybody see what I see? Do you see what I see? When you give... Come on, have anybody read that verse? You read it, but you looked over it because you say, ain't getting my money. You taken from God. And then when you give it, you ain't giving what you need to give because you're giving it to the world. How many walk into a store and put an item on the counter and then you sitting up there saying, I get $10 for it. Ten dollars for it. It's sixty dollars. Yeah, I get ten dollars for it. Ten going once, ten going twice, ten going ten, 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 ten. No, you're gonna pay for that or go to jail. Why do we skim off a skim when it comes to God, but when it comes to the world, we give them all? Hmm. Who we serving? Who we serving? We're supposed to be serving God, but when we don't do what God's words say, who we serving? We skimming. Y'all, this is no lie. When things change in me and my husband's life, when things begin to go up, he's my witness. I say increase them tides. Is that what I told you? I say put more on them tides. I didn't say take away. Put more on them tides. Ooh. It's a fixed mind. I didn't go down on them. Say, put more on them. Put more on them. And still giving somewhere else. When we file income taxes, <laughs> them people laugh at us. That woman say, your giving is more than you make. And? A fixed mind. If I don't come, I don't give. 
Did they take that verse out of the Bible? When you don't come, you don't get. Is that deleted? Is that deleted? Somebody look in your Bible and see if that got taken out. If I don't come, I don't give. Dad, is that deleted? No, it ain't. It is written. Give. Y'all, I'm not using that for you to do nothing. Because <laughs> it's where your heart is. I'm not doing this for you to do nothing. And TV land, social media land. Take your mouth off of me if you're watching. Hmm. Now let's talk about, since I cleared the room, how do I have a fixed mind? Ask me. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Seek after the things above. Y'all know this scripture, Matthew 6, 33. But seek first. Seek first. Is that still in the Bible? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That means his way of being, his way of doing, and all, oh my Lord, these things shall be added unto you. Ooh, isn't that a good scripture evangelist? Then listen at this one. I'm going to show you how this thief mind was so set on seeking, killing Jesus. Listen at this, Matthew 26, 16. So from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. That's Judas. Judas' mind was so fixed of seeking, aiming for, to get Jesus killed. Come on. He did it. That's where his mind was. So when we're seeking after a thing, that's the thing we're aiming for. That's the thing that we're going after. I'll give you another. You see, as I hear, I'm speaking. Y'all know how we want something so bad. And it just seems like I don't have a way of getting it. But all of a sudden, it comes to mind. You know what? If I put $5 away, per pay pay period for up to six months, I can do it. Anybody do that? Anybody do that? Oh, yeah, we do that, right? That's world, right? Or that's common sense when you want something. I'll put a little bit away at a time, and then I can be able to purchase that, right? So when it comes to kingdom... And the kingdom is doing something to benefit bringing God glory or helping somebody else. Why that same mindset ain't from the kingdom, but the mindset you have for the kingdom is, I ain't got it. But the mindset you have for the world, I put a little bit aside until I get it. What are you fixed on? The kingdom or the world? Or when it looked like you don't have no money to set aside for something. But you figure out a way to get it. Wait a minute. I got some new shoes I ain't wore. I'm going to put them on, uh, what is it, postmark, postmark? I can sell them shoes and get what I want. But 
What about the mindset for the kingdom? What do you have in your house that you can give up to benefit the kingdom? We don't think that way as kingdom citizens. We just say, I ain't got it. We find money for what we want to find money for. Or we'll say, you know what, I'll work an extra day and I can get that. Maybe that's why we don't see you on Sunday sometimes. So we want to seek after the things above, number one. Number two, set your mind. I'm going back through Colossians 3, 1 through verse 3. Set your mind to direct one mind to a thing. When you set your mind, you keep it set on kingdom things. Psalms 57, 7, this is David. My heart is fixed, O Lord. My heart is steadfast and confident. I will sing and make melody. David was going through some things, but David fixed his heart where it would be steadfast and confident in God, and that's how he got through it. You can do it if you have a made-up mind. You can do it. We don't have to wait till something happened to do something. I have found out people will make up their mind when something happened in their life and nobody can help them. Then they'll start fasting. They'll start getting in the word. They'll start trying to live for Jesus. Then after everything come through, they go back to the same thing they were doing. Set your mind and keep it set. This is what David did. And y'all know this scripture here. It says, Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace. That means complete peace, wholeness, soundness, prosperity, all of that, healing, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. See, when you trust God, you're going to keep your mind on him. When you trust in in a person, you're going to keep your mind on that person. And you're going to have complete peace because of that person. So we want to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. And number three, casting down. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 and 6. You've got to cast down arguments, reasonings, imaginations, and the heavy high thing. We can have high things in our lives and don't, <clears throat> don't even recognize it. And every high thing that exalts itself against anything that come against the knowledge of God, you want to get rid of it. You want to cast it down. Because if you don't get rid of it, it's going to get rid of you. So we got to do some casting down. And God brought this to my attention. When God spoke to Abraham, and God told Abraham that he wanted him to get from around his kindred, his, his family, his dad. And he said, I want you to go into a land that I'm going to show you. In order to keep your mind fixed. You got to get from around people that mean you no good. And some of them is Christians. I'm going to say it again. Some of them are Christians that don't believe the same thing you believe. That's not doing the same thing you do. So you got to 
Stay from around them. You got to be separated. And this is why he told Abraham, get from around your kindred. Your people could be your family. It could be people in your family that mean you no good. They always cussing. They always fussing. They always gossiping. They always doing things that they shouldn't be doing. You got to keep your mind fixed. <laughs> it reminds me, well, how you, how you get from around a spouse or a husband or a wife? How you get from around them? By being prayed up in your word and keeping your mind fixed on what the, you can't separate from your spouse, y'all. So you got to keep your mind fixed on him. So you got to separate yourself from around things. That's what God told Abraham to do. Leave from around those things. When we get born again, we separate ourselves from the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we don't do what the world does. And we don't look to do what the world is doing. So that's a separation. So after he did that, we know that God had made him a promise. And he told him that he was going to give his descendants the promised land which was the land of Canaan. But they had to get to that land, y'all, because on that land, it was a lot of ites. (laughs) It was a lot of ites. So they had to get rid of them ites. We have some ites in our lives that we have to get rid of in order for our mind to be fixed. In order for our mind to be firm and persistent, we got to get rid of those ites that's on the land. If we don't get rid of those ites that we have, Ourself through our way of thinking, created. Ike could be offense. Ike could be jealousy. Ike could be sickness. Ike could be lack. Whatever that Ike is, you got to get rid of it by using the word of God. But first, you got to identify what it is. And you got to let it know, no, you don't, you don't belong here. So I'm evicting you. You got to leave here because God told them, if you don't get rid of these ites, if you don't destroy all of these things, they're going to be pricked in your side. They're going to be thorn in your side. Let me read it. Go with Numbers 33. I don't want to misquote it. Thea, catch me. Numbers 33. It says in 33 verse 52. Then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, destroy all their engraved stones, destroy all their molding images, and demolish all their high places. You shall discompose the inhabitants of the land and dwell in it, for I have given you the land to possess. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants, verse 55, of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritants in your eyes, thorns in your sides, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. This is what's happening in our lives because we haven't gotten rid of these inhabitants that we have allowed to come into our lives. Then guess what they're doing? We're being harassed. We're being tormented. And the way you get rid of them is through the word of God. Amen? So we want to have a fixed mind. And the only way we can do it, I keep saying this over and over again, is with the word. You cannot do nothing without the word. If you still, ma- I'm, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. We got some people in this room that's still mad, that's still angry. And you need to find out where this is coming from. Because the more you don't deal with that, it's going to deal with you and it's going to deal with others. And people don't want to have nothing to do with you. Because you're not trying 
to get rid of these inhabitants. You, you are faking it to make it. You okay this day, but the next day you're not okay. Come on, y'all. All of us in this room have been frustrated. Come on, y'all. Frustration will come. But we got to deal with that frustration and find out where it's coming from. Sometimes we take on things that we shouldn't take on. And then when we take it on, we make it hard for our loved ones. We make it hard for those around us. We be, be hollering at them for no reason. Why are you hollering at me? I just asked you a question. Been there, done that. Husband know it. Get on the phone. This is yesteryear's. Get on the phone. I'm talking. Gee, hey, how you doing? He asked, what you want? Y'all ain't never done it. I know I ain't the only one. Because the closest one to you is the one you end up hurting. The one that's trying to help you is the one that you end up hurting and you put all of that on that person. Instead of doing what the word of God say, cast all your concerns, cast all your burdens upon me and I will sustain you. But we give it to everybody else. We, y'all, it's in the room. I'm feeling it so strong. It's time to let go of these things that you're holding and quit blaming people for something that you put yourself in. They didn't do it to you. You did it to yourself. So why are you blaming, blaming people because you're feeling the way that you're feeling? They didn't do that to you. So we got to cast down. We got to get rid of these things. And it's a process, y'all. It's not going to happen all night. If you've been carrying that for a long time, that root is deep. So you got to keep applying the word to it. You got to keep applying the word to it. And all of a sudden, you're getting released and you can be in the midst of your enemy and you can love them. Having a fixed mind. And I hear in my spirit, some of y'all minds are running away from you. It's running away. It's running away. Because it's things that you're doing and that you're saying that your mind can't even catch up with you no more. It's time for us to have a fixed mind. And the only way we're going to do it is through the word of God. Every Sunday I can say, come up to this altar and empty out, into, empty out. And you come out here and I see some people just laying prostrate with their arms scratched wide. And, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel so good. I feel so good. I feel so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And somebody say, a minute after. <laughs> what? <laughs> Was that the same person? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What? I knock you out, knock you in the middle next week. Don't you see what I'm doing? Jesus wasn't in them hallelujahs. <laughs> Having a fixed mind. I pray that this teaching has stirred up some stuff that will help all of us see the problem ain't God, it's us. Because he's given us everything we need to have a fixed mind. But we're not using what we have. So we can live this Zoe abundant life. Oh, I hear. Quit trying to fool even yourself. 
Some of us even tricking ourselves. Now that's pitiful, ain't it, Toya? It is tricking your own self to believe a lie. Because you done done it so long. You even fool. Shame. To God be the glory for all that he's doing in the midst of this room. Because I know that the word has come today to do some cleansing. And I thank God for his word. Amen. 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 To God be all. Y'all, God is, God is just so funny. He's so- Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.